0: Uh, So, it's Chris, Uh, but before we get into this episode, I do want to point out a couple things that you're going to notice about the audio. First and foremost, it's outside. Um, You're going to be hearing cars pass by, you're going to be hearing uh, sirens, um, ambulance, and fire truck, and you are going to be noticing that there is a genu- general like motor vehicle that passes by motor vehicle sound that passes by every once in a while. Um that is a little, you know eh, but the main issue was this was done outside, so the hateful Texas sun uh overheated my computer a little bit while we were recording. So there were a couple, about four places that um, I just didn't get any audio on. I kind of filled it in with what I remembered uh, and a a transcript of a letter that is at the last part. Um, I just wanted to warn you ahead of time. Um, But yeah, uh, besides the, the audio issues, I really enjoyed this interview um big fan of these guys and i'm really looking forward to what they got in the future uh so yeah enjoy Red Denton podcast, and we have a very special uh, episode today. We are interviewing uh, two members of the Denton Razor Ranch uh, Union. Uh, Would you guys like to introduce yourselves?
1: Hello, I'm Vince. Uh, My pronouns are they, them. Um, Hi.
2: (laughs) Hello, um, my name is Moo. My pronouns are they, he, she...
0: We're going to be passing it back and forth. (laughs) Uh, And uh, is there anything that you guys would like to talk about the union before we get into the questions? Anything special?
1: Um, I think we just go ahead and start with the questions. I think with the questions we can kind of veer off a little maybe, if that's cool. Yeah.
0: Alrighty, Uh, so what made you uh, want to unionize Do
2: you wanna, Okay. Um, so long story short uh, the beginning of 2022 was like a really tough time for our store uh, we were just dealing with a lot of COVID callouts and you know kind of everyone getting sick and also there was like a couple of days where we had um, like you know those freezes and the way that management kind of ha- handled those I feel like they didn't they weren't really being precautious or like taking it seriously and not really like kind of pushing aside um you know our like the partner's safety um and concerns for the sake of keeping the store open um i mean the like hours and wage that we also are currently working at um it's not sustainable at all, especially cause uh, the CEO got like a 40% pay raise last year. And so corporate was like, um, you know, the baristas aren't making enough profits in order to get the hours that they need to be scheduled. Even though we've had like record sales in the past year. Um, so that's mostly why I wanted to be nice. Um For me,
1: I think, obviously it's what Moo also mentioned, but seeing the support that other stores were getting, especially at the start with the Buffalo stores, um, it kind of sealed the deal that unionizing was possible in this work environment. Um, I think that seeing, just like, even when we mentioned like, oh, we could possibly unionize the support that people were like, yeah, if there was a unionized Starbucks at my store, I'd support them. Just seeing that itself um, made it possible, I think. And yeah, I think that just as Starbucks, like locations, different locations and seeing how it's been like a nationwide movement thing is really exciting and makes it even more like it's kind of like a mob mentality where we're like wait a minute if that store can do it we can do it and if all stores do it then we're we're just all going against you know the ceo and all of the things that they say and um i think that's pretty par- powerful of us to say like yeah all of our partners can just go against the entire corporation and make it better for us
2: yeah and like when we say going against the ceo it's like It's not because we hate Starbucks, you know, the reason why is because we love Starbucks and we love what, like, the values that they promised us, Um, you know, that we were, like, a diverse company, that they cared about their partners, they, like, wanted their partners to, you know, have the safest work environment, and I think, you know, Starbucks hasn't really been living up to that recently.
0: Alright, uh, so what was, when when you guys decided that you wanted to unionize, what was like the step by step? Did you like already know people that wanted to unionize too? Was it just like a few people and then they had to convince the rest? What happened?
2: Um, so it kind of started off as like a little bit of a joke in our store group chat. Um, it was A little bit after, um, like, all the snowstorms and, like, COVID call-outs, you know, people were like, don't say the U-word, but, like, what if, ha-ha, and so I, like, texted those people, I was like, hey, you know, if y'all are serious, like, we could, I feel like we could actually pull that off, because it seems like the most, like, majority of the store has that kind of support. Um... So it was, like, a committee of, like, five organizers, you know, me, Vince, a couple other people. Um, We had to reach out to, like, Workers United, Starbucks Workers United. Um, You know, they helped us, like, get informed about, like, our rights, how the process works, um, like, all of that. Uh, And they, like, told us to um, write a letter to uh, Howard Schultz. Like Which explains our Intent to unionize And why we want to Um They also have to Like They they gave us these union cards That we Pass around to the store Um And Everyone signs And it just means that Um You know The partner Wants to unionize And like would vote yes In an election And they want Starbucks Workers United To Represent us Um after
1: after we passed the cards out it was kind of just like so we had to pass the cards out first Mm -hmm. um, and then having enough cards back allowed us to petition and say like and go public as well so we passed the cards out we at the time when we were still passing cards out the committee members were drafting a like the letter that we would send out to to go public and to
0: Howard after that,
1: um we're recording
0: this outside, by the
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for that one.
0: Yeah.
2: Just a good old day in Denton. <laughs> Don't worry, I test our editor. Um
1: well after the cards were signed and we had a majority, we published our letter and we went public. I think it was March 13th, sometime around then but we went public after we went public it was kind of just like a waiting game for our I think it was for the lawyer to reach out and say like hey we're gonna have to have a case and a hearing for um, your store and whatnot after that we waited again for our election date And through all this time, it's been a few months, like we petitioned in March, I think. I think Mm -hmm. it was March. We petitioned in March and we, just now this month, became a unionized store. So it was a waiting game of lawyer stuff and legal things that had to be done. Um, Yeah. And throughout the time we were just seeing support from the store, which is kind of what kept people thinking like, oh, it's still something we're doing. Like, I know we've waited at least a month and a half, but it's still something we're gonna do. Um, So it was nice to see the support from Uh, Just customers in general and people around the area and then we finally had our union vote and it was 17 to 5 So we're unionized now Yeah,
2: Yeah, and we're just waiting on the um, Like negotiating stage now, which will happen soon. Hopefully. Yeah, but yeah
0: Uh, Any specific hopes for that negotiating stage?
2: Definitely a higher wage you know, more hours that we can, like, work with, too. Um, I think I want to try to talk to everyone at the store and see what they would like to see in the contract. Um, So, yeah. Personally, I think
1: we need to kind of focus on our... So we have, like, we have to do a certain amount of hours to be eligible for benefits, and I really want to focus on getting the uh like the total amount of hours lowered so that most partners can get the health benefits that everybody else has so it's kind of like you know less hours for that means that everybody else is getting health benefits dental benefits any other perks that the company says they're giving which i mean in the sense they are if you work this amount of hours but nobody works that amount of hours everybody's struggling to make benefit hours, so if we just lowered it, it would be easier, and everybody could have healthcare
0: benefits. Yeah. Good shit, good shit. Uh, did any of you have, like, organizing experience before this? Were you involved in, like, any political groups? Uh, were you involved with unions beforehand?
2: I wouldn't say, like, anything political or, like, other unions. Um, I don't know if this really counts, but I was a Treasurer of a youth group in high school, <laughs> um, so I've like had volunteering and um, like organizational experience in that sense, I guess.
1: Um, for me, I was involved with a few organizations on campus that were kind of focused on like community-based planning and stuff. Um, it was called Rose, but they also did, like, uh, health, reproductive... It was a reproductive health organization. Um, and that's when I, like, started just learning about community-based projects and just focusing on your community. Um, after that, I moved back to Houston and was kind of just involved with... The, I moved back during COVID, so there was so many, like, mutual aid of. Uh, Forms going out and just seeing other people saying like I have this we can share this just seeing that um, was kind of even more eye opening to orgs that are out there Um, one of the mutual aids in Houston actually helped me like be able to come back to Denton and keep going to school for a bit um, which was nice and yeah oh because of that I was able to Like, I knew about, like, the financial requests that were going out, which prompted me to make the GoFundMe for our store to be able to spread out some of the support, some of the financial support for our partners that were lacking on hours and just weren't making enough for rent or groceries or gas. Um, But, yeah, that's my experience with it.
0: All right. Now, um... Texas is a right-to-work state. It is famously not very labor-friendly. Um, do you feel like organizing in Texas is a little uh, more difficult than it would be in, say, like New York or someplace that's a little more labor-friendly? Um, some some examples like the the recent Amazon labor union that happened happened up in New York, but you don't really see a lot of like unions happening in Texas. <laughs> even here in a relatively liberal city. Guy has a huge dick and he wants everyone to know. Uh, (laughs) But, um, even in a relatively progressive city like this, we don't really see a lot of labor unions pop up. So, how was that affected?
2: Um, oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I think... I'm not exactly sure. I think the news, um of us unionizing was definitely a big deal for a lot of texans um and texan supporters the twitter account like starbucks Workers united shares all of the letters that the unionized stores like publicize and ours had like the one of the most liked and retweet retweeted on their account um so it definitely is a big deal especially because like unions are sort of uh, even though, like, I feel like unions are more likely to be looked down in this state, especially by, like, the corporations and stuff, um, I think we just need to get started on that process, because there seems to be a lot of support. Um, there's definitely a lot more support from people than there has been, like, disapproval from others. There's been, like, a couple of, like, y'all make coffee, you know, why do you want to unionize? Um, or, like, this is just a minimum job. I don't know um but the workers united also has like a map of the union efforts all across the u.s and um even the states that like are more supposedly liberal have like lost a couple of elections too so i'm not too sure um i
1: think being in texas is it's not harder if anything there's like this wariness of like oh what are my rights what can I do um and I feel like people expect unions in Texas to look like oh I'm an oil worker I need a union oh I make really big buildings I need a union but it's like all workers deserve the right to make a union and to protect their rights to work and they just need protection you know all workers do and it's sad to see other people say like oh well you're a barista you don't need a union it's like well I'm still a worker so yes I do I still deserve this a good wage a sustainable living um, so yeah just being in Texas creates this like sense of fear for people that aren't working what people would be like oh I I, I just keep thinking back to, like, oil rigs where people are like, oh, oils need unions because they're a big part of Texas or whatever. And it's just besides that, everybody thinks that, you know, nobody else is either deserving of a union or in need of a union, which just makes everybody else be like, oh, well, in Texas, you know, unions aren't needed if you don't work in this or that. Um, which is sad because, you know, Texas, I feel like, doesn't really care about its actual workers you know they're all just like replaceable it's like oh we'll just find someone new we'll just do this somewhere else and it's it's sad because you know the majority of people here in Texas can't move can't leave everybody's like oh why don't you go work somewhere else and it's like nobody else is treating me with at least this tiny bit amount of decency Um, and most of the people here like even like this goes even bigger to like voting and stuff where they're like oh well if you don't like Texas just leave and it's like most people here are black brown indigenous nobody can leave and just go like it's we're kind of trapped here in a sense um and it's sad which is why you know Texas should be a bigger union because everybody here is already so many rights that just are taken away just by living here and it's frustrating and sad.
0: Yeah. Hey, fucking men. Uh, and speaking of politics, um, we we all know that Starbucks likes to kind of portray itself as a very progressive company. Um, except when unions are brought in, uh, has this sort of like organizing a union affected you politically in any way?
2: Um. I feel like we got the lucky end of not really, like, dealing with as much union busting as the other stores in Texas. I know, um, like, Mockingbird Station and the other one in Addison, as soon as they went public, just harassment from their managers all day, Um, whereas with us, it was kind of just quiet afterwards, you know, maybe a little bit of here and there um, from, like, corporate, you know, where they put signs in the back like if union members come to your house to talk to you about unionizing you don't have to talk to them um but other than that i feel like we were very lucky as a store wait the question
1: was the
0: how has this affected you
1: oh okay um i've always kind of been left-leaning i don't really know like what
0: The computer overheated here, Uh, basically Vince says they don't know what specific branch of leftism they are, but uh, organizing a union kind of put those beliefs into practice. Put my
1: ideals into practice of being, okay, well now I'm fighting for all of everybody in the store, like it's, it's just putting my ideals into practice, which is how it's changed politically. Other than that, I'm like, if anything, it's just making me more left-leaning. So, yeah.
2: What they said.
0: <laughs> We'd love to see it. Uh, so, um, are there any plans, and if you don't want to... it This does go out to the public, so if you don't want to, like, let corporate know or anything, um, are there any plans to kind of expand... Um, union plans here in Denton to the other Starbucks. There are, like, a shit ton of Starbucks here. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, only Razor Ranch. Razor Ranch brud
2: Um, we don't really interact with the other stores aside from, like, borrowing partners, but if they want to, I would absolutely love to. Um, hit us up if you're listening. <laughs>
1: um, Personally, yeah, if you're listening, just message us, talk to us, we're out there, um, and we want, I mean, it would be super awesome to get the entirety of Denton Starbucks stores united, and then have 100% Denton Union, because that's only ever happened in Texas like once in like a really long time ago, and I think it was for like an oil company, and it was, everybody was like, yeah, pro-union. So if we could do that with Denton, that would be amazing, and if we could do it with all the Starbucks... That would be even more amazing. I know some people in like Starbucks and the Albertsons, Starbucks and the Target. Maybe we can even talk to them and just get the entirety of Starbucks.
0: All right, I'm going to kind of switch the last two. Um, So uh, going into that, what is some advice you would want to give to people who want to organize a union at their workplace?
2: Um, Know your rights, learn the union busting tactics that corporations use, and like, how most of these are usually illegal, Um, they just try and find loopholes to get around that. Um, Don't talk about unionizing at work, ever, do it off the clock, um, at least like before you announce your plans to like, do that. Um, And be mindful of who you talk to, because you never know who might not be supportive, and they'll, like, go and snitch to your manager. <laughs> um, the stage before, like, going public is the scariest, because, or, like, the riskiest, because, um, you know, you gotta stay stealthy if the managers suspect that you might be unionizing, they could just fire you for no reason, and it wouldn't be because, or, like, it'd be hard to prove that it's because you're unionizing. Um... I think it really helps to have a work environment where you're all, like, good friends and care about each other. Or, like, I, I always like to say the store feels like a second family to me. Um, so if, uh, you know, if you have an environment where it's, like, super close, I think you, y'all you could actually be able to pull off unionizing. Uh,
1: yeah, with the work environment, I would just say, like, Talk to you your coworkers, your partners. This can also go outside of Starbucks. Talk to your coworkers. Um, uh, make sure everybody's on board with what you're you know, you might go up against. Um, for us obviously it's Starbucks. But you just gotta make sure that everybody's in the same like same boat. Everybody's having the same thoughts, everybody's sure they wanna do this.
0: Um these are the few little seconds I'm actually a little shaky on but I believe that Vin said that everyone knows that organizing a union is more beneficial than quitting isn't it is to quit um, yeah and finally do you have any uh, messages for good old Howard Schultz or Kevin Johnson uh, the 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 brave captains and admirals of Starbucks. Um, here Moo um says to Schultz and Johnson, pay your workers, uh, treat them well, and and don't blame them for your own mismanagement.
2: Who wants to work? If you're the reason nobody, that nobody wants to work
1: actually wrote kind of a Lindsay it's not Lindsay, but um whoever is gonna be the ceo because i know they've been switching out but
0: um i hope you the computer overheated again but i have the transcript here i hope you realize how many partners that have loved the company for so long you're going to lose i love my partners i always love the idea of starbucks goals but people
1: are quitting and they can't handle the amount of stress that they're under and i don't blame them We've taken matters into our own hands now, and no matter how many stores you close, how many people you threaten, we will
0: figure out a way to get what you promised us. All right, uh, any closing thoughts?
2: Uh, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, also, again, back to my, <laughs> my letter, I guess. I've been a partner for, it's gonna be my, I think, four year anniversary in August. Um, I joined August 2018 and i think for so many years i kind of just put up with um shitty managers and whatnot and i actually had this like quote from this book and it says overworked and burnout workers are not simply extra passionate but they're exploited and constantly for the last like four years or so i might cry um it's always been like oh my god you're so passionate with what you're doing and it's like no I am just I just need to make a living and of course I'm gonna work if I need to make a living I actually have two other jobs and it's it's not fun nobody wants to do this which is why we just like take it into our own hands we're just gonna unionize we're gonna fight for a better pay we're gonna fight for health benefits we're gonna do all of the things and I don't think I'm gonna stop until we get them Um, yeah
0: And if uh, anyone wants to follow you on social media, where can they find you?
2: Um, We have uh, Twitter at DentonSBWU. I don't know if, would anybody want my public Twitter? (laughs) Uh, My public Twitter is um, at (laughs) M-I-A-M-O-O-E-Y-Y.
1: yeah and then for me you can find me on any social media under at lonely that's l-o-n-e-l-y-b-u-d-s
0: all right i want to thank you two for coming out again uh solidarity forever
2: thanks for having us and thank you all so much for the support it means a lot